0: greatness. Somebody praise him for his mighty acts this morning. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord today. Come on, if you've got a reason to praise him, put your hands together and lift your voice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Anybody faithful to serve a God? That's the God of the impossible this morning. Turn around to four or five people standing next to you. Tell them God can do anything. Hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time and give God a praise. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. You can be seated for just a few moments this morning. I would like to take a moment to... Again, welcome every one of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us today. Would you help me one more time, church? Put your hands together and give a great applause for all of our guests that are in the house. Come on, we could do a little bit better than that. Help me make some noise this morning. For all of our guests that are here, what a privilege it is to have you in the house of the Lord with us today. And uh, we... You should have received, when you walked in the building today, a VIP invitation card. It should look like this. And if you did not receive one of those, if you just slip your hand up in the air, we'll quickly bring one to you. But this is an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. And uh, we've got some snacks prepared, some light refreshments and we have a a special gift that we'd like to give you just as a token of our appreciation for having you in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. And uh, immediately following the service if you'll just find the red carpet in the lobby, somebody will bring you right to the VIP room. We'd love to get a chance to talk to you for just a few more minutes and get to know you a little bit better. Amen. We pray that you feel at home today. We have a an understanding here at this church that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the doors. After that, you're just at home with us, amen? Would you help me turn around and tell three or four people sitting around you, welcome home this morning. Come on, find somebody there in front of you or behind you or on your left or right. Just tell them, welcome home, welcome home, amen. So good to have you in the house of the Lord with us today. God is doing many, many great things in this house. As a matter of fact, before service even began this morning, right in the middle of choir practice, Sophia was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Spirit. She came out of the water speaking in tongues. The whole choir rehearsal stopped and was rejoicing. Come on, we ought to give God a great praise for that. Amen. This is Sister Stephanie and sister jessica's sister and uh we're just so excited amen amen you know you're at home baby and we're so glad what, about what god is doing in your life and uh so thankful and uh, how many of you were blessed last sunday by the tremendous ministry of evangelist steve carson come on how many of you thank god for what he did in this place Amen. God did some amazing things and it is a privilege and an honor again today, this time to have the entire Carson family with us. Sister Carson and Sister Ashley are with us this morning and uh, we're so grateful every time they have come, the Lord has used them in such a great way to be a blessing to this house and uh, we're honored that they are here this morning as we stand to our feet all over this house in anticipation. Of what the Lord wants to do in this place. I wonder if there's anybody that came with expectation in your spirit and a hunger and a thirst in your heart that said, God, I need you today more than life itself, more than my necessary bread. God, are you here this morning? And did you come looking for God to do something great in your life? Would you lift your hands all across this sanctuary one more time and give God a great praise? As evangelist Steve Carson comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us this morning.
1: Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Come on, let's magnify him. Let's give him glory and honor today. Hallelujah. Thank you for what we feel in this house. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Has he been good to anybody in this room today? Has he helped anybody in this room today? Did he wake you up this morning? Did you get up in your right mind? Hallelujah. Did you have a good cup of coffee? Did you have a little food on your table? See, you got a right to praise him. There's some folks that didn't wake up at home today. There's folks that woke up in a hospital room. There's people that woke up in a psych ward. There's people that woke up in jail this morning. But you woke up in your right mind and said, I'm going to the house of the Lord. Oh, what a privilege. What a privilege. Thank you, Jesus. Certainly a delight to be back in Fort Myers. And I give honor today to your wonderful pastor and wife and this great church. We love and appreciate you all so very much. And give honor today to my sweet wife, who was able to make the trip with me this time. I'm so thankful for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I won't go to eat them snacks. It's over with. Praise God. There wasn't no diet food in there except an orange and a banana, and uh, so got my got my coach with me today. And then I got my best friend, Sister Ashley Carson. Love and appreciate her. And. uh. My lovely daughter. And man, y'all be so proud of Ashley. She's been playing the piano and singing and doing all kind of wonderful stuff and leading church. And, and uh, we're so excited about what the Lord. You know, we had a prophecy. Sometimes prophecy takes time. You know, you get a promise from the Lord. Sometimes it don't happen overnight. And there was some prophecy that went forth on Ashley that we said, that's spiritual. Because somebody said, my wife's going to have a baby. We said, That's spiritual. We were 12 years into Stephen before Ashley showed up. So we was automatically saying, I think that's just a spiritual birth, you know. But uh, they start describing stuff. I said, this sounds a little more than spiritual. And uh, one of the things they said was uh, this great lady of God in our lives, and she began to speak, and she talked about Ashley's ability to play and sing and do all this. Well, be honest with you, up to about a year ago, I don't think Ashley, bless her heart, she couldn't hardly keep a beat, praise God. So we were starting to say, now, Lord, I'm sure we're not going to have another child in our old age. We're not Abraham and Sarah. And, uh, but it was like in the last few months, there's been like something has just flipped a switch inside of her. I'm not lying. I'm just, I walk in the room one day and she's just playing a song. I'm embarrassing her, but I love her so much. Hallelujah, I appreciate the anointing that's on her, I appreciate her purity, her love for God, and uh, I'm just a blessed man today, I'm a blessed man. If you have your Bible, turn me to Psalms chapter 34, verse 8, and then we're going to go to Luke chapter 17, and begin at verse number 11. Brother Williams, I love you, I appreciate your friendship, thank you for your great leadership and your passion for God. And uh, this man is full of talent and ability, and, and he's got such a great wife that works with him. And uh, they are just, they are wonderful, wonderful people of God. They are a tremendous. And let me just say this. Thank you for sharing them with the apostolic movement. They Both of them are, are, are sought after, and uh, they are, of course, Brother Williams, great preaching and singing and all of these things. And I just appreciate them very, very much for what they stand for. In Psalms chapter 34, verse number eight, the Bible simply admonishes us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Now, I'm not wanting to try, nobody's cooking that don't just say, try it. I I didn't hear nobody. I don't want to eat in anybody's kitchen that won't let you try something. But I found good cooks will be like, well, you ain't never had mine. Well, I don't know if I like that. Well, you ain't never tried this. And the Lord says, "I, I believe my stuff is good enough that I challenge you just to taste it. Just taste it. Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Everybody say cleansed. Everybody say healed, but not whole. There is a difference. God doesn't only want you to be healed in this place. He wants to make some people completely whole before you leave here. Oh, I feel like preaching a little bit today. They were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Somebody shout whole. I want to preach a little bit today. A taste is not enough. I said a taste is not enough god i need you to make me whole i need you to finish what you started i need you to break this chain off of me i need you to deliver my mind i need you, god to turn it all around come on if you need god to do something bigger in your life would you give the lord praise in this house come on would you lift up your voice and give god a shout with your voice hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and tell them a taste is not enough. So tell them, say, be careful. Don't get in my way. I come here hungry today. And I'm going to get more than just a taste. I'm going to get more than just a... Somebody's going to leave here full of the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to leave here with a miracle. Somebody's going to leave here saying, I have been with Jesus Woo! Hallelujah! God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now you can look around you in this room today and look at the people's faces. Some of them you may know, some of them you may not know, and the ones you know, you can definitely tell that God is a good God. You can tell by the evidence around you of the people that there is a joy and there is a peace and there is a contentment that only comes uh, from the presence of the Lord. Uh, They live in the same neighborhood you live in. Uh, Some of them work at the same marketplace you work in. Uh, But yet there is a peace uh, and there is a joy when you look at their lives. Uh, You know that God is good. But I love the word of the Lord because just by looking at people, I can tell that God is a good God. But God is a personal God. And God tells here that he wants us to come and experience his good goodness uh, for ourselves uh, and he challenges us. uh, I dare you uh, to taste uh, and see uh, that I am a good God. Uh, Hey, I'm here to tell you that God uh, is ready to work in somebody's life. Uh, He's ready to turn it around uh, and he's saying with boldness, uh, I've got what it takes. Uh, I've got what you need. Uh, I know how to fix it. Uh, I know how to a way where there is no way. Uh, I can be your healer. Uh, I can be your deliverer. Uh, I can be a friend uh, that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, But I need you to taste for yourself. Somebody say taste and see. Now, how many has ever been to Sam's Club? I like Sam's Club on Saturday. Some of y'all know where I'm headed because you've been going around there too. So let's don't eat lunch today. Let's just go to Sam's Club. And see, Uncle Sam realized a long time ago that if I could get folks to taste good stuff, you know good and well, you don't need a 55-gallon drum of that cereal but he knows if you try it, you'll buy that big old box that's going to be stale before you get to the end of it. Come on, somebody. You know you can't eat a five-gallon tub of yogurt You had to come up with all kind of recipes to figure out how I can work this yogurt in before it spoils because you tasted it. And you said, my goodness, i got to have some of that. And you had to get you a whole tub. Uh, can I tell you that coming to the house of God uh, that the Lord said, uh, just taste and see because he knows. He knows that when you step into it, uh, you're going to say, i got to have that. Uh, I can't let that go. Uh, that's too good to pass up. Uh, give me some more. Uh, God, I'm not satisfied uh, with just a little taste. Uh, I'm not satisfied uh, with just a little morsel. Uh, not when I understand. Uh, you got more to give my life. Somebody shout more. Taste is not enough. When you first start coming around the church, some of you, this is your first time here. And what you've been feeling is God saying, taste it. What you've been experiencing is God saying, I'm proud of what I'm offering. That's why your goosebump machine went on high alert. It's God's way of saying, taste this. If you like how that feels, uh, I can be in you a well of living water. Springing up into everlasting. I just need you to taste it a little bit. Uh, I just need you to feel it a little bit. Uh, I just If you think that feels good, uh, wait till you go to the waters of baptism. Uh, wait till your sins are, hey, I got some testimonies. Uh, hey, you don't know like I know. Uh, I've already been to the water and I've been baptized. Uh, and my sins have been washed. I had to get more than just a taste. You know, when you come, it's just, you feel this, you experience that. It's all good. You like it. You keep coming back. But you know good and well. You need to get real. That's not good enough. Not good just to wait up in here every Sunday morning and say, well, I really like the rock Church. Well, I just like how they do music. I I just like how uh, Bishop William preaches. I I just, more. I just get such a good feeling. You know good and well that a feeling is not enough. You know good. Be honest with yourself. And you know it's like saying, hey, it's like saying I'll just have one potato chip. Hey, Pringles knows you can't do that. They said once you pop. You can't stop. I'm here to tell you something bigger than Pringles is up in this house today. Uh, And if you understand uh, what you've just tapped into, uh, you're going to have an attitude that says, uh, I cannot stop here. Uh, I want more. Uh, God, what else do you have for me? Uh, God, what are you going to give my family? Uh, God, what can you do for my kids? Uh, What can you do for my marriage? Uh, God, how can you make this thing turn for my good? Uh, I know the devil's meant it for evil, but God, how can You make it good. Uh, I've tasted uh, and I know it's good. It's good. Tell your neighbor, say you might as well go ahead and dive on in. Tell your neighbor say you might as well get your own bag. This bag of chips is mine. Yeah, this bag of chips is mine. Some of you walked in this place today and you said, man, I, I've never felt anything like this in my life. I've been going to this church and that church and I've joined this club and that club. I went to school, got this degree and... Man, I've worked this job and been explored. I've been able to travel here and there. I have never felt anything like I've been to this concert and that concert, but I have never experienced what the Lord is saying, taste and see, and He's allowed you. And now you've got to say, Hey, I feel something that I've never. Give me the Holy Ghost, God. Uh, Give me your spirit, God. Uh, Give me my breakthrough, God. Uh, Give me my deliverance, God. Uh, God, I'm not satisfied uh, with just a little of feeling, God. Uh, I don't want to be changed by your power. I don't want to just be healed. I want to be whole. I want to be whole. So give me my peace. Give me that joy. This man in our text, these ten lepers came. All of them were serious, serious problems. Leprosy had many different aspects to it. It affected you on many different levels. Sometimes it crippled you. Affected your muscular system. Sometimes it came in the form of lesions. Many times on the outer surface of the skin. Open sores and wounds. Wounds. affected the nervous system to where you lost the sensation of pain, kind of like neuropathy. All of a sudden, you have no feeling on the limb and it dies and falls completely off of your body. You didn't even know it was that serious. You have leprosy. They had been pushed out of society. They had been ostracized and limited to Their own little colonies. We tend to do that. You stay with your people. I'll stay with mine. It's hard to break a spirit of lying when you hang out with liars. It's hard to break a spirit of addiction when you hang out with a bunch of addicts. Somewhere, somehow, you've got to break out of that norm and say, you know what? I know that's what society says. Uh, I have to stay in this place, and and I'm living in this box, uh, and I'll never get out. Uh, But God is saying, if you're willing to get out of the norm, uh, take the risk. Uh, Come to me. Uh, Hey, I believe you've got an answer. Many of us are here today in our problems are multifaceted they're multi-layered it's like peeling back an onion you get delivered from one thing and then another thing crops up because you haven't just had one year you've had a lifetime of oppression and a lifetime of dysfunction it's not like you just got into a bad relationship and somebody hurts you. You've lived a bad relationship. It's all you've ever known is bad relationship. It's all you've ever known is that kind of trouble. You don't even know there's another world. All you've ever known is fighting and arguing and tension. You don't know how to act when there's peace and there's no noise and there's no chaos. it's not just been a moment of frustration it's been a world of frustration from since you was a baby and your ears started tuning into you heard fighting and bickering and craziness so you got layer upon layer upon layer And you come into this house and you feel the touch of God. uh, And you feel joy run through your veins. uh, And you say, I am now delivered. But all you've been is healed. You're not whole. And as soon as the wind blows the wrong way, you feel it run through the hole that's still in your heart. Soon as circumstances shift a little bit, that raw nerve is exposed. You cry and you weep because you say, I thought it was over. I thought I talked in tongues enough. I thought I talked this through. I thought I worked this out. I thought the last book I read gave me all the pieces to the puzzle. But can I tell you, there are things in your life at times uh, you will receive a touch of God, uh, but you will have to go back to His feet uh, and allow Him to make you. Oh, uh, he's got to fix everything, uh, every emotion, uh, every fear, uh, every torment, uh, every dysfunction, uh, every broken area. He has to put his hands on it. Cause a taste—it's not enough. You've got. It's always amazed me studying people for as long as I have and working with families and situations. Bishop, it always, always amazes me how two broken people find each other. And, and, they, and it, it seems so rational. I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. I've been there. I I had the same thing happen to me. And if you and I, if we got together, two halves can make a whole. But I've worked enough people to know that two halves don't make a whole. The half has to be made whole before it can join with something else. If not, the spirit of that problem uh, and the spirit uh, of that situation uh, will follow you right into that relationship. And you say, but I thought this would fix it. Uh, It cannot be fixed uh, in another dream, uh, in another relationship, uh, in more money. uh, It can only be fixed at the feet of Jesus. We're not taking away from the experience these 10 guys had. Because any of you that's had a sickness in your body to know that it has stopped progressing. You're not whole, but you're not getting worse. I mean, you can rejoice about that and alone, and they were. But this one guy said, if he can do that, If he can stop the pain, if he can stop this blood from flowing out of this sore, if he can stop the progression, then why can't he give me a new finger? Why can't he take this? I need somebody that will believe God for something bigger than where you've been. God's trying to stretch you into saying, I've tasted it. Yes, it was good but God I believe you've got something greater you can heal this to completeness you can make my emotions whole you can make my feelings whole God you can fix this wound in my spirit make me whole again the Bible said Jesus Looked at him and said, it's your faith that made you whole. I got a question for you. Was it not his faith that brought him there in the first place? Then why didn't his faith at the beginning fix it all the way? Because God is looking for people that will say, I've touched it. Uh, I've felt it. Uh, but that's not good enough for me. Uh, I'm not just a Sunday morning Christian. Uh, I'm not just coming here to feel good. Uh, no, i got some issues. Uh, I've got some stuff. Uh, I've got some anger. Uh, I've got some frustration. Uh, I've got some bitterness. Uh, I've got some roots down deep inside of me. Uh, that I need God uh, to do a spiritual surgery on. I need God to get rid of this. I don't want to be angry no more. I don't want to be resentful no more. I don't want to carry it no more. I want to be whole. Some of you are carrying guilt from yesterday. You are carrying The weight of what it used to be like. You keep having the same nightmare. You keep having the same stirring fear. That it's back. You can't win. You're not going to make it. I've come to preach to you today. That a taste is not enough. You're going to have to go a little bit deeper. You're going to have to dig in a little bit harder. There's some places you'll never get in God uh, until you get on your face before him. uh, And you grab a hold of the floor uh, and you cry out, uh, God, I know there's more to this. Some in here today, you know, you know that God has touched you. You know that God has already begun to work in your life. You've already started making changes. You've not really joined the church. But yet you're coming and God is working. Your attitude is changing. But I've come to tell you a taste is not enough. What God's looking for is some people that will say, God, here's my broken heart. Uh, God, I need you to mend this. Uh, I can't get nobody else to do it. Uh, God, here's a marriage. Uh, We don't know what to do. Uh, God, all we've ever known is dysfunction. Uh, We don't know how to love people like you love. Uh, But God, teach me. Uh, Teach me. Uh, Teach me. Uh, Help me to receive your love. One of the things I've found about loving people is you very rarely can ever love people until you start loving yourself. Loving self and worshiping self is two different things. But you got to start loving yourself and you got to receive the love of God. You may not have ever received love. But that's why the Bible says, I love because he first loved me. In other words, I was given love. I didn't deserve it. Nobody else loved me. Nobody else told me they loved me. But God said, I love you. And when I receive that love uh, and I start understanding uh, that no matter how bad, uh, no matter how No matter how dark my yesterday was, uh, He loved me when I was yet a sinner. And I start accepting that love, then I can start giving what I have received. God never asks you to give something you have not received so if you're still having a hard time loving in spite of them, in spite of what they said, in spite of what they've done, you need to ask yourself, have I really received the love of God? Too many people live in condemnation and fear that God is fixing to kick them to the curb because they have a history of people doing that. And because they have always been done that way, they have this reservation with God. And they're afraid that God is going to the least little thing that they do. And they live in fear and condemnation. They never experience true joy and release in God because they're so afraid that God is going to see them for what they are. When God said, I already saw you, and I went to the cross in spite of it. When you were yet a sinner, I loved you, and I died for you. Not when you came to church. uh, Not when you got baptized. uh, Not when you received the Holy Ghost. uh, But while you was yet dysfunctional and broken and hurting and bleeding, I loved you. So you have to accept his love. Even though you feel like you're unlovable. If you're ever going to get a relationship whole, you're going to have to start accepting his love and loving yourself. (laughs) David came to the conclusion, the only reason why I'm here here only reason why, out of all of Israel, out of all of the tribe of Judah, out of my father's house, God picked me, little old me. My own father didn't pick me. But the prophet said, is there not another? God picked me. And he says in the book of Chronicles, the only thing I can come to the conclusion is is that God liked me. And if you get God to like you, you're done. Everything else is going to, you're going to walk through doors you never opened. Uh, you're going to get deliverance you never asked for. God will move mountains out of your way. Uh, he'll step over hell and snatch you out uh, because he likes you. Uh, and if you're here today, it's because God likes you. It's because he loves you. You're Feeling what you're feeling uh, because he loves you and he's letting you know, taste and see, uh, taste and see, I am a good God. I want you to stand with me right now. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's not a harsh taskmaster. He's not an unreasonable master. He understands your humanity. More than you even understand it, but David said he just likes me, and God's looking this morning for a Jacob in this room. This says, "Man, I'm so thankful for an angelic visitation." Now, most of us would have wrote a book about that and got on the New York Times bestseller list about how we had a visitation with the angel. He said, I can't be satisfied with that. The Bible said he latched a hold of him and said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting you leave her. You came all the way down, manifested yourself, showed me this glory, showed me this power. I'm not letting you go until there's a change that happens in me. Now I'm wondering today if there's any desperate people like Jacob that said, look, I came all the way to the house of God. I got a burden this morning. I came into this house, and I felt his presence. And I don't think he let me feel all of his presence and his touch and his love for me not to absolutely be changed. And so you ought to step out of your seat with that purpose in mind. God, I'm not letting you go until you change me. Now, I will warn you. I will warn you when God changes you, you will be different. You'll walk different. There will be a distinction about you that will be undeniable. We were sitting, eating yesterday. I believe it was my wife who said, that guy keeps staring at us. She didn't say derogatory. But what it was is he saw the distinction. The spirit in him was so intrigued about what that was. Because all around us was the same dysfunction. The same hurt and pain. But at our table, there was a heavenly glow of anointing. And when you've had an encounter with God Himself, you will leave there different. You will leave there marked. You will leave there noticeable. You'll go back to your family and they'll say, What happened? You're not the same person. I'm going to never forget returning back to a place where a lot of my family was at. One of my cousins said, what happened? What happened to you? You're different. But all I could say is, God has done something in my life. That's it. Brother Sloss, it wasn't me. It was that hand of the Lord. But you got to make up your mind a taste is not enough. If you're here today and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you need to receive the Holy Ghost. It is the greatest gift. It is the most awesome experience. Are people that's been watching this church service online. You've been watching faithfully. I felt as strong in the Holy Ghost this morning. You've been watching this service faithfully and you like what you're feeling and you like what you're experiencing. But I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost, God is calling you. God is drawing you. God is saying it's time for you to get more than just a taste. You need to come right here and experience it for yourself. And if you're somewhere across the world, you need to find you an apostolic Pentecostal service, a church, a pastor that will baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins uh, and will tell you about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. uh, Because what we have here is goes beyond the barriers of walls, uh, goes beyond the nations, uh, it goes beyond the culture, uh, and it's for whosoever will. If you're here today and you've never been baptized, baptism is where your sins are remitted and removed and washed away from your life. It is where the blood of Jesus is applied to your life. Uh, If you've never experienced it, I promise you, if you think what you've been feeling while we've been singing and worshiping is something awesome, wait until you experience that. So I invite you today. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, no matter what pain you're carrying, I will challenge you to reach out to him right now. You've never repented and said, God, I'm ready to change my life. I'm ready to turn from my ways and doing it the way I've always done it. I want to surrender your will and your way. Lift up your hands right now and surrender to God. If you're carrying pain and discomfort and you're, you've got a bunch of past hanging over you, why don't you experience this power today that will absolutely change you? Let there be more than a healing that comes. Let there be a wholeness that sweeps into this house right now. God, I pray over every broken heart. God, you said you sent your spirit to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised. God, I've come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That deliverance has come. That peace has come. That healing is in this place. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. I would ask the prayer of ministers. I'd ask the ministers to come begin to lay hands on people here. Begin to pray for these. You know the ones that need the Holy Ghost.
2: Find you somebody that
1: needs the Holy Ghost. Pray them through to the Holy Ghost today. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. it. Let the healing power, let healing virtue, let healing virtue flow in this place. Come on, there's a miracle happening in this house. Come on, there's deliverance happening in this place. I I believe you're more
2: than. Jesus, you're all I need. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. Oh, oh, oh. I believe that you're Sure.